Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of a Colts podcast. My name's Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend. And we're here brought to you by the Horseshoe Huddle and Fan Nation on SI.com. Still getting used to that one. That does not roll off the tongue as quickly yet. We'll get there. Uh, but again, welcome, Andrew. Uh, how you doing? How you been? It's actually only been a week and two days since our last episode, uh, but it feels like a lifetime ago. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Uh, enjoy, enjoy enjoying the weather. Thanks to Tom Brady for showing up again to a Colts podcast. Uh, thanks to Michael for showing up. Welcome to the show. Uh, doing well doing well it's a, it's been a good week uh as far as the colts are concerned they're they're deep into otas uh we've got we've got some contract news to talk about today we've got we've got some updates on otas just how things are going down there for people that might not be privy to that information so it's gonna be a good episode how you doing man i'm doing fine i'm just you know apparently a week in two days i forgot I forgot how to produce a show <laughs> um i'm doing all right though uh just got an offer accepted on a house Congrats. Uh, good for me and my fiance. Um, I've, I've gone through, I've had a hell of a two weeks. We'll just put it that way. I've had a hell of a two weeks. Um, things are looking up. Things are coming uh, close to being in a close. Uh, stats, Matt, in the car today. Uh, don't don't YouTube comment and drive stats, Matt. Uh, it's irresponsible. Um. <laughs> and not unless he's using speak to comment speak to comment one of my favorite features of youtube uh, <laughs> i wish i could do speak to broadcast um working on that youtube for me thank you all right let's dive in we're sounding like a bunch of idiots uh <laughs> kenny more the second contract situation andrew uh currently holding out of otas now was holding in at one point um currently holding out of OTAs due to displeasure with his current contract. This raised some hell on Colts Twitter and it on uh, Colts Facebook, all over Colts Nation here. Um, a lot of combating uh, opinions. And uh, usually, Andrew, big fan of the billionaires, big fan of the league and the shield, um, finally siding with a player, finally, you know, taking one of our guys' sides. You know, I mean, I, we're not... We're a lot closer to these millionaire players than we are the billionaires. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Andrew, what what's going on here? What's let's start how it started, where we are now, and where we think it's going to go. Man, you're just you're just setting me up for a ten minute rant right off the bat here. But so so well, let's I'll make you I'll, I'll make you take some. <laughs> let's let's get started of, of how we got here. So. So Kenny Moore the second. Now before I before I say anything about him holding out, we have to remember the OTAs are 100% voluntary, oh. and and that's been echoed by by Frank Reich these past couple of weeks when he's been asked. Well, Holdout's not even the right word to use, really. He's just yeah. not there. He's just not there participating in OTAs because he is unhappy with this contract right now. But or back when at the end of the 2018 season, Kenny Moore signed a four-year, $33 million extension with nine million guaranteed. And at the time, that was that was a pretty good contract because Kenny Moore, he had just though he'd only had one season under his belt where where he was 
where he he did he played pretty well but you you wouldn't pro- yeah. probably consider him the best slot corner in the game back in 2018 but since then kenny moore has become one of the best defenders on the Colts defense. He's one of the most valuable people on this Colts team, period. And and I think if you talk to most people around the league, there's a consensus that Kenny Moore is the best slot cornerback in the entire NFL. So when you look at his contract, his contract doesn't really reflect that because he's currently the 27th highest paid cornerback in the NFL. And, And what's when I was writing my piece about this last week, it's kind of astounding that two guys who have never played a down in the NFL in Derek Stingley Jr. and Mm -hmm. and Sauce Gardner, two rookies that were taken in the top five of this, this past April's draft, they make more on a per year average than Kenny Moore does. That's, that's pretty astounding. So when you look at that, that's why I think Kenny Moore is a little bit is is wants a new contract. He wants to be played. He wants to be paid how he's been playing. I mean, he's now a Pro Bowler. He he is one of the top cornerbacks in this league, and he's shown that not not just for one year. I think when when I say I, I'm not really on board with paying a player or with players speaking out about being unhappy with their contract it's because a lot of guys they'll play they'll have a really good one year and then they want to cash in right away yeah with kenny moore it's not just a one-year thing we've seen it for multiple years now we've seen it pretty much every year since 20 since he signed that that extension so uh, that is why we're at this point now where he he sees where he ranks in the league and he wants to be paid at the caliber player that he is so Chris Ballard gave gave Kenny Moore a he- hell of a deal at the time. I mean, that was a hell of a deal for Kenny Moore at the time to get a long season, a long term contract um, <clears throat> after his short amount of time uh, playing. Uh, let's let's not get crazy. Tyler saying he's guarding number three wide receivers. Let's. I, well, we could we could talk about that if we want. So he's. He, I mean, just because you're in the slot doesn't mean you're guarding the number three wide receiver. I mean. Guys like Cooper Cup, Hunter Tyree, Renfro, Tyreek Hill, Hunter Renfro, those three guys alone played most of their snaps from the slot. And if you, Cooper Cup won Offensive Player of the Year last year, so that's that's why he just because you're in the slot, that doesn't mean the number three wide receiver is always in the slot. That's not that's it's not how the NFL is anymore. The offenses are always trying to move these guys around. So when you say that you just because you're in the slot, you're guarding number three wide receivers. When the offensive player in the year of the year, the guy that led the league in in receiving yards, receptions, and receiving touchdowns, played most almost all of his snaps from the slot. You can't really say that. That's that's an outdated argument. Well, it is a bit outdated, especially from a guy uh, in Tyler here who uh, is just raving about Tyree Kill coming to join that football team. Uh, who And he's going to be put all over the place there. And guys in the slot are going to have to guard Tyree Kill. That's just the way it is. Um, now, again, back to how we got here. It was, you know, he got a deal a little earlier than most players in his position do i would say uh chris ballard took a shot on uh, on him to be consistent he he believed he would be consistent so he gave him that long-term deal and chris ballard i mean he did his job too he maintained a really good football player for a lot less money than if he would have waited a year or two to sign him uh he'd have been signing a lot more money for uh kenny moore in that situation so i I don't think kenny moore's 
I don't know what we're looking for here, but I doubt he's asking for something absurd. I do think to get through the year, uh, like Michael said in the comments, give him, give him his money guaranteed this year. That would be meeting in the middle, at least for this year. Okay. Are you hearing that maybe that is something that could be a solution? Well, I, I think we'll, we'll get to that because, but okay. because I, from what I'm hearing from the Colts, nothing, nothing is imminent, but okay. I, I think, I think as far as the question goes, does Kenny Moore deserve a raise? Absolutely, he does. I, I really think he does. And and you know me, I if you guys watch the show, I'm not typically on the side of a pay a player should should get paid before his contract is up. Play out the contract. But when you look at the, when you look at all the details, when you look at how valuable Kenny Moore is, when you look at the statistics, Kenny Moore has been one of the top cornerbacks in, in tackles in tackles for loss in, in in interceptions Kenny Moore is up there in all those categories and and when you're being play paid like a a third string corner or or, or not I wouldn't say a third string corner I would say as one of the lower starting corners in the league then yeah absolutely as Sats Matt said led ca- uh, corners and tackles fourth and pass rushing corner played 98 percent of the snaps 98 percent of the snaps that makes him the second most played player on the Colts defense behind Bobby Okereke. Okay. All, all, all of those things. Yes. I, I do believe that, that Kenny Moore should get a raise, pay the man. I, I'm fully yep. on Kenny Moore's side here. And, and normally I'm not, because again, I go back to what I said just a little bit ago. It's not like he had one big season and now he's demanding a huge contract raise. No, yeah. he just wants, he's been doing it year after year and he wants to be paid fairly. He's not looking for top cornerback money. Uh, he's not looking for 20 million a year like Jair Alexander, like mm-hmm. like Jalen Ramsey. I, I honestly think if if the Colts would would offer him a deal that was around the 10 to 12 million a year, I mean Stefan Gilmore is getting paid 10 million for the next couple of years. Yeah. You pay Kenny Moore the 10 to 12 million a I year. I think the Stefan Moore thing probably that would get it done. That would get it done. I feel. But well, I think that probably pushed Kenny it like, okay, Xavier Rhodes was probably making more money than the last two years. Now it, he's like, okay, Stefan Gilmore comes in. He's making more money than him. That's not fun to do. Nobody's nobody's talking about those guys as the, the corner on our team, right? Even now, even Gilmore, I'm not. Uh, you're not. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a little ridiculous. He's signed a four-year, $33 million contract with $9 million guaranteed after the 2018 season. Um, not a bad amount of money, you know, right. but for his caliber of play, just crazy. You mentioned the 27th highest-paid corner. Um, we both talked. We do, do we do believe he deserves a new contract. Um, now... I- well, real quick before before we move on to will the Colts actually do it? I like I like Tyler or I'm sorry Kyle's comment here, and Kyle Kyle's talking about what some Colts fans were saying this week on social media, um, saying that he had two bad games to end the year. So why should the Colts pay him after that? So just because a player has two bad games, when you're talking about a guy who has consistently been one of the top players on this team for three years now. Two games is going to ruin that. I think that's a little that's very short-sighted, number one. And and two, if you're going to talk about that, I mean Jonathan Taylor didn't have the best last game of the year. Darius right. Leonard didn't. DeForest Buckner didn't. And and they're getting paid very very well for their yeah. position. Uh, that's, that's just a poor argument. Uh real quick on this, too. They they paid high up front, took a chance, 
and he outplayed it. He, I see both sides. That was Michael again. Uh, that's a good point too. You know, I, they took a chance on him. They paid him, you know, up front. It was a risky move. You know what I mean? It, that it could have been a risky move. So I, I, I can't sit here and say, I don't see both sides. I can't say that I don't see Chris Bauer saying, Hey man, play out your contract this year and we'll take care of you next year. You know, it, and that's the biggest argument p- players have online or, or players, teams, fans. There you go. Have online right now is, Ooh, you signed the contract. And as you have mentioned, as Matt, I've seen mentioned in, in, uh, many comments uh, and posts, and I believe Kenny Moore uh, retweeted Matt today. Uh, congratulations, Matt. Uh, you know, just basically like, okay, do you yell at the teams when they cut a player after they've given them a contract? No. Do we, you know, there's there's a lot of situations where roles, roles, when roles are reversed, nobody has a problem with it. Doesn't make right. any sense. Why are we it's, always siding with the billionaires in these it's, situations? It's it's all it's all based on the situation because if you're a guy like Kenny Moore who's outperformed your contract and has done it over multiple years and been very loyal to your team, yeah, I think you should get that. But if you're a guy that that wants to be paid ag- aggressively top dollar when number one you're not there, number two you've only played for one season at that high level, then no, your your request I think is is absurd. But from what I'm from what I'm hearing now. The Colts do not have any intention of of getting a new deal done with Kenny Moore. They feel like when when he signed the deal at the time, it was very fair. And it's just something the Colts do not do. We haven't really seen under Chris Ballard him restructure these different contracts to, to really change up how much a player is paid based on their performance before their contract is done. Now, can we I do mean, an extension right now? I mean, it's, it's possible, but Kenny Moore still got two years left on his deal. So it's not like he's going to become an unrestricted free agent after, after this season. Right. But so, and, and this is, this is new territory because really since Ballard to, and this regime took over in 2017, we haven't really had a player hold out or in a contract dispute yet. And, and so I think it's new territory for them. They probably don't want to set that precedent of, of re, renegotiating contracts before they're up because they haven't yeah. done that yet. And, and the locker room is watching. Again, the locker room is always watching to see what's going to happen with these types of things. So if, right. if the Colts do this with, with Kenny Moore, what's to say they don't do it with or with Jonathan Taylor if he wanted to do it or say Michael Pittman, Pittman Jr. Jr. Some of these guys coming up that 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 are going to have contract or going to be up for contract extensions here in a couple years. So the Colts are in a tough spot. I, I don't think the Colts are disrespecting Kenny Moore at all. I, no. I think they, they absolutely love Kenny Moore. It's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out next week because next week is mandatory minicamp. And if Kenny Moore does miss those days, the Colts could fine him up to ninety five thousand dollars if he misses all three days. So we're, we're or or if he he comes and actually shows up and and is on the practice field, that that won't matter. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens next week, whether Kenny Moore is on practice field or not, and whether the Colts decide to fine him or or not if he, if he does miss those days. Yep, it's gonna be interesting. Uh I think I think we do something to appease him. We do something to whether we know about it or not, whether it's a back deal deal, backdoor deal, or something along those lines, like hey, you know, assurances, you know, no promises you can't, you know, because that doesn't mean anything anyway. But um it'll be interesting to see. 
Good. Think so. All right, that's the episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gold's OTAs update. Um, so far, and 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 we talk about this in training camp, let alone OTAs. We haven't had a chance to talk about this in OTAs because we haven't had a quarterback since we started the show, Andrew. Um, be at OTAs. That's true. Uh, no offseason program with Phil. Was there not? What was it with Carson last year? Injury. They Just, they it, well the Colts did a very abbreviated was limited, version of yeah. OTAs last year where they they only had like a couple, I think a couple practices mm-hmm. nothing 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 like this year where they've completely ramped it up and have a full OTA session right so, uh, but the rumble is Matt Ryan big impact early accuracy is great quick release presence at the line uh, Michael Pittman Jr. comments on those and demanding. Um, Mowally Cox comments. Those are things you like to hear from your players. Um, but in something I told Tyler to Tyler again, I'm Tyler's the star of the show today. Uh, he was talking about Tyree kill saying, you know, um, to a, one of the prettiest balls he's ever caught. No shit. You know, I mean, these guys are supposed to be saying these things about these guys, right? That that's their quarterback. Um, that's not to say they're not being honest. Um, it is to say that Tyree kills a liar. Uh, but, uh, it's, you just, you can't take it as as the book, you know? Right. And, and a lot of this is coming from, from our colleague, Jake Arthur, who has been at both open media sessions of OTA. So shout out to Jake, but as stats, Matt said, nothing better than seeing practice versus air highlights to get us going. And he's absolutely right, but Hey, it's, it's OTAs. It's the beginning of June. There's hardly anything to talk about. So we're going to talk about this little bit of Colts football. It's always fun, but, but yeah, I mean, you hear from his teammates and not only is Michael Pittman jr. Said it, but Naheem Hines said this as well, just talking about his accuracy that basically Basically, you you turn around and the ball's there. There's no waiting for the football. It's 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 this offense is going to be more timing based. Last year, Carson Wentz had to see the see the open player before he threw it. That's not how Matt Ryan does. Matt Ryan, he's a, he's a timing quarterback. He knows where it needs to go, when the ball needs to come out, and and get the ball out quickly. So. All these receivers, Pittman, Hines, uh, Moali Cox even said it, that as soon as you turn, you better be ready because the ball's going to be there quick and it's going to be there right right where you need it to be. So it's 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 different. It's a different feel than what it was with Wentz. I've heard multiple people talk about how it used, it, it feels like Andrew Luck is back in the building is what Moali Cox said, Be just because of the way – Matt Ryan is so demanding of his teammates and that's not a bad thing. He's, he's demanding it in a good way. He, he wants these guys to be prepared. Moelle Cox said that when you pass Matt Ryan in the hallway, he'll stop teammates and he'll quiz them on a certain play on, on where they're supposed to be, the route they're supposed to be running, all those different things. And, And that's what Andrew did. It's what Phil did. You better believe Peyton Manning did that every single day (laughs) in in the facility. It's, it's what I've been saying all spring. It's the Peyton. grown up. It's the grown up in the room. The quarterback needs to be at this intense level. He needs to be the guy that knows everything. Be the one that's holding everybody accountable. And, and when you talk about the things that that Carson Wentz was missing last year, just not even talking about the stuff on the field. This this is what was missing last year. The 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 type of leadership quarterback leadership that philip rivers leadership had, that andrew luck had leadership. that peyton manning had that offense was missing leadership 
all versions of it. Uh, you know, Eli Manning was was one version, uh, and I would say maybe you could push Carson Wentz that direction. You know, just the quiet, non-verbal uh, leader. But no. How as Wyatt Law says, uh, get effing set from what Matt Ryan. How long till we're we're in a silent Lucas Oil Stadium and we hear Matt Ryan screaming that from the field? <laughs> Pittman, get effing set. It's <laughs> new, hilarious. Um, do you think Peyton Manning sent Jim Sorgi out on assignments in the hallways? Hey, I want you to go find these guys when they're not ready, and I want you to stop them, and I want you to quiz them on these plays. I feel like Peyton Manning didn't <laughs> trust Jim Sorgi to do that. And Peyton Manning did it himself. I don't know. Uh, he test, he trusted Jim Sorgi with a lot of stuff. That uh, uh, Jim Sorgi was a professional uh, backup quarterback for sure. All right, uh, Naheem Hines running drills with running backs and wide receivers. Oh, little little hybrid Hines. Ooh, tag it. Trademark pending. Hybrid, hybrid Hines. Hines. That's ours. Hey. Frank Reich has said, I think I think this was last week. He said, if you play fantasy football, I'd I'd suggest you draft Naheem Hines this year. <laughs> they're not even you saw me tweet it. They're not even hiding how much they're going to get Naheem Hines involved in this offense anymore. Hines is going to be in the backfield. He's going to be put in the slot. He's going to be put out wide. Naheem Hines is going to be an everything type player in this offense this year. And, and I think Matt Ryan has taken a liking to Naheem Hines very, very early. So it's it's not going to be where where how it was last year, where Jonathan Taylor's out there for for 75% of the plays. Naheem Hines gets his little 25%, and then you hardly hear from him. Naheem Hines is going to be a very vocal part of this offense this year. I would expect Naheem Hines to be out there maybe close to 50% of all the snaps this year with how much the Colts are are, are utilizing him already in, in these OTAs and how much they have continued to talk about him since last season ended pretty much as far as how involved he's going to be in the offense. They need to get the ball in his hands. I mean, uh, it's 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 just if you you need to listen to Frank Reich. If you play fantasy football, take Naheem Hines pretty early in your drafts. I love that. I love that a lot. Like uh, Cordero Patterson with uh, Ryan last year, as Stats Matt says. Um, hashtag hybrid Heinz on board, Kyle Stewart. Thank you. Credit to the, to the Colts podcast, guys. I mean, but more specifically here, it's Kyle. I mean, come on. Um, so I love it. I mean, I, I, I'm interested to see. I want him on the field. I don't want. Jonathan, if Jonathan Taylor's on the field, I don't want that to mean Naheem Hines is off the field. You know what I mean? It's just That's a exactly. waste of talent. There, We are not talented enough in the playmaker department right now to take playma playmakers like Naheem Hines off the field all the time just because the best running back in the league is on the field. It okay, was He's more than that. It was awesome seeing Jonathan Taylor run for 1,800 yards last year. I don't want to see that this year. I want to see a better passing offense and I don't want it us to be or I don't want the Colts to be so reliant on Jonathan Taylor that they're basically just running their star running back straight into the ground I want Jonathan Taylor to hit 1800 yards because he's got huge opportunities because our passing game is keeping defenses so off balance that when he does get to go to work he takes off you know what I mean like I want it to I don't want it to be a hard fought breaking three tackles a run to get there. I want him to have some free yards. You don't want the 1,200 yards after contact that JT right. had last year. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're on the same page. Just see, it's all got there in a different yeah. direction. Yeah. Um, Paris Campbell and Ashton Doolin making plays. This is uh, very similar to the news you heard last offseason, the offseason before that. Uh, until I see Paris Campbell make it through 10 games in one season, not impressed. I, I agree. Uh, it, it is something to, to note, though, that Paris Campbell yesterday in the red zone period had three back-to-back-to-back back back touchdowns from Matt Ryan. Paris Campbell's looking good, and that's that's the thing. the The talent's not the question with Paris Campbell. It's if if it's, it's if he can stay healthy, yep. and if he can, as as of right now, that slot role, that that number three inside wide receiver, that's pretty much Paris Campbell's to lose at this point. And plenty of high safety looks in Guff 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 Gus Bradley's defense. Um explain to the fans andrew what that means for that defense yeah so a lot last year the colts did a lot of, of double high safeties where you had we'll use the starters julian blackman covering one side of the field Kari willis covering the other kind of splitting the field in half gus bradley in his more cover three man match defense uses a lot more single high safety where they have one deep safety that roams the entire deep deep part of the field and, and is that security blanket allows them to roam around make plays and and that's kind of what what julian blackman really really excels at doing back there is being able to to really just kind of play with his instincts make plays on the ball things like that and and we knew this coming in that this was probably going to be the case and that's been confirmed with some of the looks they've had in 11 on 11s and otas all right, and plenty of that. Again, I'm reading the same thing. Bobby Okereke, Sterling Weatherford making plays at linebacker. Bobby Okereke, I mean, that it's good to see him still making plays. I want to see this continue now into the regular season because if you remember last year in training camp, we talked about how Bobby Okereke was the star of training camp right. and that he tapered off once the season came here. So you'd love to see, especially Okereke being, uh, I think this is, yeah, this will be his third year now. Um, third year no this is this fourth. is okereke's fourth year so okereke yeah. is in a contract year so it'll be interesting to see how he can perform but sterling weatherford um it was a guy that played safety in in college and he is one of the undrafted free agents that the colts got this year he's moved a linebacker and and he's been showing out so weatherford could push for a roster spot he's he's one of the guys the colts are very high on yeah uh in regards to bobby i wouldn't worry too much he andrew doesn't mean that bobby played bad football last year no you know what i mean he just he wasn't causing the turnover you know there were a lot of turnovers going on last year and i don't know how many of those he caused i mean okay he still led the team in tackles so it's not like right. he played a piss poor season right. but it, it was a step back from all the plays he was making in training camp right um, and Sterling Weatherford, undrafted free agent uh could be one of those guys we look at uh and see make the team Mm -hmm. get that streak going again that'd be pretty Absolutely. cool uh and we're getting there stats matt no patience out of that guy uh <laughs> fierce battle between isaiah rogers and brandon face for uh right corner interesting yeah i mean it's this otas has actually been an opportunity for both of these guys because i mean kenny moore's holding out you when we talk about stuff on Gilmore, Gilmore has been in there, but he hasn't been in there for like the seven on seven drills. He's more just going through the walkthroughs and eleven on eleven. So 
when when you're in these seven on seven type situations, it's giving guys like Isaiah Rogers and Brandon Face, and they're gonna they're out there being the two top cornerbacks. And with these guys in a battle for that starting right cornerback spot opposite of Gilmore, we know Kenny Moore is gonna be in the slot. These guys are really gonna be battling it out all summer, all training camp. And it's going to be interesting to see. And the thing is, both of them have been making plays in OTAs. So both of them are bringing a fight. We knew Isaiah Rogers would because he's an absolute dog. Right. Brandon Faison has has uh, starting experience, started nine games last year with the Raiders yep. and, and knows this Gus Bradley defense. So for them to be playing well this early, that's I think is just going to continue into training camp and, and the competition is just going to make those two better. So it's, it's good to see early. You think either one of those guys could give us a little depth in the slot corner department if, say, Kenny were to hold out, actually hold out for the season, or say he gets injured? God help us. Um, you think either one of those guys fit that position, that role very well? I'd say probably Isaiah Rogers a little bit more than Brandon Faison, uh, because Brandon mm-hmm. Faison is a bigger corner. I think he's over six foot, two hundred pounds. Isaiah Rogers is more of a, a is a smaller guy, more twitch has more twitchiness in his game. Mm-hmm. I, I could see Rogers doing that if if it has to come to that. That's one. Of, that's the one I would have thought. Um, and last but not least, Julian Blackman returns. Good to hear that. But Darius Leonard has been out. Let's start with Blackman. Blackman's looking good. He he's participated in in uh, defensive back drills. He didn't do seven on seven work, but he was in in the walkthrough for eleven on eleven. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Blackman comes back at the start of training camp and has no restrictions on that Achilles, which is phenomenal to Crazy. hear for the Colts. Because if the it's 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 almost if I had to put money on it, I'd say Blackman starts week one in Houston. That's how well he's doing with his recovery. That's how well he looks right now. As long as there's no setbacks, Blackman will be the starting deep safety for the Colts week one. It's pretty pretty crazy to see, considering how his Achilles popped like it did. You love to see it. Uh, Darius Leonard out. Um, saw you write an article today, Andrew, on uh, this issue. Darius Leonard ankle still bothering him. He just told us recently he feels this is the best he's felt going into an offseason uh what the hell's going on he said the ankle like he said all offs all all year in 2021 he said the ankle's attached and that's what that he's been saying this spring so he said it does feel better than it did at the end of the season which is good because as the season went along we saw that ankle feeling better and better and and the colts did say that they're being overly cautious with leonard because again it's june Darius Leonard usually doesn't play and doesn't show up and, and come to OTAs. He usually trains on his own. So they're, they are being cautious with it. But the thing is, we're, we're coming up on a year since that surgery that he yeah. had that was supposed to be a minor surgery, and he was supposed to be fully healed for training camp. Well, it's a year, and he's still dealing with it. So do I think the Colts need to panic over this? No, I don't. But it is something to monitor as the summer goes along. And if, and if Darius isn't hundred percent and ready to go when training camp starts, then, then I'm thinking like some, something needs to be done here because obviously the rest of yeah. rehab just, just isn't working. And, and the, while the Colts haven't, last haven't thing really I heard out of him was they, somebody asked, like, do you think maybe you'll have some more surgery, you know, scrape some more stuff, you know, uh, scar tissue, yada, yada. He said, I hope not. And, but he didn't say no. 
Right. Reich said this week, and that's what I was kind of getting at. Reich said this week that that they haven't even discussed a second surgery yet. So I if that's good because they, they obviously think that he can still get over it and, and, get, and get this behind him, which is rest and continued rehab. But it, it is still a little bit worrying to see that this is dragged on for this long. It's since it's been almost a year now. All right. Other Colts news. And then we'll move along to news around the league. The Colts are expected to promote director of college scouting, Morocco Brown, to chief personnel executive. Uh, what additional responsibilities for Morocco here, Andrew? What does this change for him? So basically, I think it just puts Morocco Brown as, as third in command behind Chris Ballard and behind uh, Ed Dodds. Because in Morocco Brown, I mean, he he interviewed with the Bears this offseason for their GM spot. Mm-hmm. He interviewed with the Eagles, which would have been a practically the assistant GM spot with them. So Morocco Brown's been in high demand. So it's it's a good way for the Colts to take care of him, move him up, and, and a well-deserved probably pay raise. Uh, a title raise from from director of of college scouting. Uh, I hear that there's a promotion for Jamie Moore, one of the regional scouts in the works. So the Colts are doing doing a very good job with with these guys in the building, and they want to try to keep them as long as possible. Do, do I think Morocco Brown will be a GM someday? Absolutely. But for the time being, he's done such a phenomenal job in the front office. You want to reward those guys. So I think it's a great move by Ballard and the Colts. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it was well-deserved, um, which obviously that's going to cause some, you know, trickle effect. There's going to be other motion on the, the backside of that deal. Uh, former Colts running back Frank Gore. Boy, this, this one's going to choke you up. Is signing a one-day contract with the 49ers to announce his retirement. He's the third all-time leading rusher. Good for him. 16,000 career rushing yards, nine seasons, over 1,000-yard rushings. And this, and this guy tore his ACL twice in college was a third round pick of the 49ers was just supposed to be a, a backup running back. Didn't think he'd, he'd really do anything. And the kid goes, the guy goes out there, works his tail off. One of the mm-hmm. hardest workers, the most, the one of the most toughest or one of the toughest people in the entire NFL and goes on to a hall of fame career. He wasn't in Indianapolis for long. Colts didn't really have much success when he was here, but he became a fan favorite very, very quickly. So congrats to Frank Gore. Hell of a career. Yeah, my brother had a Frank Gore uh, jersey. I was super stoked to get Frank Gore. I, he was always one of my favorite running backs. Uh, just for my our age group, my age group growing up, uh, he was one of those guys. You know what I mean? So uh, a lot of fun to watch. Hard runner. Just a badass. W- wish he was mm-hmm. retiring in the white and blue. Yeah. In my cool. dreams. Um. But yeah, it was awesome. So good for him. The thing about Frank Gore too is he could have a he could have a a future as a talent evaluator. Chris Ballard has has talked about potentially. We'll get there. I'm not sure if I added it to the. uh, Yeah, I did. We'll get there in news around the league. But uh, back on my point, Chris Ballard has talked about possibly hiring. Frank Gore in the future as a talent evaluator because of of the of how how detailed he is in dissecting players and and their abilities. So that uh, that would be a great addition as uh, to the Colts uh, front office there. All right, let's move it along to news around the league. Andrew the Browns cornerback Deshaun Watson facing two more civil lawsuits over alleged sexual misconduct, bringing the total at twenty four. I thought the number was done growing. 
It just keeps too. going. Just keeps yeah. going. I, I, the NFL has said that they're almost done with their investigation. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. This, this, it's, it's still a mess, and it's going to be a mess until all these civil suits are, are resolved. Till the NFL comes down with, with their, their ruling on everything. Just, it's just a mess all around, and it's not. I feel like it's not going away anytime soon. I don't think so at this point. Uh, Browns and tight end David and Joku agree to a four-year, fifty-six point seven five million dollar extension. Good for David and Joku. And until Deshaun Watson's back, don't sign him on your fantasy football team. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett would be the one that's throwing to him right now, unless Baker, Baker Mayfield still on the roster. He's still on the roster. But yeah, good for David and Joku. Um, I, I don't think he's been used properly in uh, in Cleveland yet. I think this more is a contract on on his potential as well, um, because I think David and Joku has the talent to be one of the top tight ends in the NFL. As if the uh, Bears defensive line is, or sorry, not the Bears defensive line, but the Bucks defensive line wasn't good enough. They've signed Bears defensive lineman Hakeem Nix. Akeem Hicks. Not Hicks. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Did uh, I say Hakeem Nix? You said sure Hakeem Nix, old Giants Colts wide receiver. <laughs> hey, we're almost done with the show, brother. But yeah, Akeem Hicks, phenomenal oh. defensive lineman. You pair him next to Vita Vea, man. The the Bucks the Bucks just keep getting better. The rich get richer, I guess. But I, I feel like that that kind of signifies that Indomitian Sue will not be back with the Buccaneers next year. Yeah, that's got it. That's it right there. Um, Steelers promote former VP of Football and Business Administration Omar Khan to be their next GM. Did we talk about this? Are we sure we didn't miss? We didn't already talk about this? This happened uh, last Wednesday, the day after okay. our, our episode. But the Steelers famously keep hiring from within and this is i mean the steelers job ed dodds interviewed for it barack o'brown interviewed for it but they end up going with omar khan who's been there for quite some time so congrats to him the steelers always seem to promote from within and, and it's i mean they, they've had plenty of success doing that so far Wyatt, i'm gonna opt to stay out of that uh <laughs> just gonna stay out of that one but probably uh, quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick retires after 17 season seasons with nine teams. Now that's a hell of a football player, hell of a beard. Uh, I think he should probably go into the hall of fame. Tom Brady, just buddy, just, just get out of here. He's happy about the Akeem Hicks news, but I'm starting to wonder if that's one of my little sister-in-laws, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he has more passing yards and more passing touchdowns than Steve Young and Troy Aikman, which is pretty wild to think about. A seventh-round pick out of Harvard, but hell of a career for Fitzmagic. I, he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but but hell of a oh, story. Nine teams? I thought I saw somebody tweet that. He started the, for nine teams at quarterback. The other, there's no way there's another quarterback that's done that. The other 23 teams should just sign him to one-day deals so he could be on every single team. <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, I, hey, I was hoping the Colts would be a landing spot for him this year. Instead, we got that big swinging Nicholas. Um. Center Alex Mack retires after 13 seasons with the Browns, Falcons, and 49ers. A lot of retiring going on. 
one of the best centers i think of the last of the last 13 seasons um he was always a a pro bowler and all pro center in his time in the league made it to a super bowl with the falcons i'm not sure he might have made it to the super bowl with the 49ers i'm not sure on that but uh yeah alex mack all of a career as well i think he has a chance to be a hall of famer all right and Steelers defensive lineman Stefan Tuitt retires after eight seasons. I'm done clapping. My God. <laughs> so this one was this one was kind of a shocker. I mean, Tuitt it's only 29 years old, but uh, he said in his announcement that after what happened last year, his brother was killed, um, and and along with the injuries, he he on top of getting his degree from Notre Dame, he feels like he there are other things that he needs to be doing besides football. So. Congrats to him for going out on his own terms. He was a hell of a player when he was healthy. Yeah, I know how it feels. Steelers fans lose somebody important to you after eight seasons. Let's not I'm bring familiar. Him up. I'm familiar. Let's not, not bring him up. Come on, I want to get the comments stirring. Let me get things going in here. Um, <laughs> some sad news. No more uh, happy news here. Uh, Cardinals corner, Jeff Gladney has died at the age of 25 after being involved in a car accident in Dallas on Monday morning. I remember talking about Jeff Gladney in our, I think our first uh, off season and draft preview, Mm -hmm. Uh, Andrew, we were looking at him as a possibility to be drafted by the Colts. So we, you know, that's a name I probably wouldn't have even known had we not done this show. So uh, sad to hear that news. Um, it, it it sucks getting to an age where you start seeing people die before you know younger than you that's not that's not fun at all yeah it's it's it is pretty sad both i think both him and his girlfriend um passed away she was in the car as well very very sad news i mean his his nfl career didn't get off to the best start i mean but but he was looking to to restart his career in arizona and and he was a he was a good young kid he was a kid that that when you watched him on the field you couldn't knock him for his effort it just sometimes Mm -hmm. plays didn't go his way but uh yeah terrible news to hear about jeff gladney also former running back for the cowboys marion barber passed away this week at the age of 38 yeah, that one, that one, you remember Marion Barber being a bruising running back for the Cowboys for, for multiple years there in the 2000s with, uh, with Tony Romo. So, um, again, a guy, a guy gone way too soon. And this, I, you know, I saw the teaser for this next uh, piece of news here, and I didn't click on it. I saw, look at the new cover for Madden, and I didn't click on it. I was like, I'm sure it'll pop up on Twitter later. Uh, the late John Madden will grace the cover of Madden 20, the Madden 23 video game for the first time since 2000. Uh, and I think that is really cool. That's badass. That one deserves a round of applause there for John Madden. Yeah, you I know think what? That's, that's a good one. I might, I might actually, I might buy the game this year. It's been just a couple, to have that case, huh? It's been a few years since I bought the game. Well, I'll, I'll buy it on Steam. I saw some, I, I saw PC some. Now stuff on instagram today huge changes huge changes to madden of youtube when i pulled up youtube to start doing stuff for the show huge changes to madden 23 three different versions too they they dumb it down for you folks who are too broke to buy a new console you know what i'm saying (laughs) or or build a gaming (laughs) pc yeah you you should get a pc brandon hop on over to the good side i've got one it's for work um one last thing too uh before we move it to the end and 
give you guys your homework assignment. Uh, not in the outline here. However, we do want to throw out some T's and P's uh, to the victims and families of those affected in uh, the shooting in Texas, as well as yesterday in Tulsa. Uh, shit sucks. Stop shooting people. You know, go see a therapist instead. Terrible news. Just terrible. Yeah, definitely thoughts and prayers with all of them. Um, it's, it's it's when you think about all the, all the think about those lives lost and the, the, especially the parents that lost those little kids uh, with my with my fiance, my future wife being a kindergarten teacher as well. It's it's scary. It, yeah. it really is scary. So and this Tulsa one was a hospital, them. right? It was. So I was going after a doctor. Might have yeah. grabbed a nurse while he was at it, you know, in, my, in regards to mine. That's all I could right. think about right. uh, in regards to that one. So, yeah, uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, stop shooting people. Do better, uh, people. Be, yeah, just be better. Um, all right, and let's shift it off of that. Make sure to go follow us at a Colts podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and maybe now the interns are working. Okay. We got them working got them working a little bit thought i was gonna have to fire him day one because nobody's <laughs> responding to me i'm like what's going on here you guys to do some stuff paying you money real no i'm not no i'm not irs um paying you guys money to uh you know do some of this stuff so uh maybe tiktok soon we'll start posting reels start posting uh shorts on youtube we'll, we'll see love to see it we do have a pretty bad setup for them to make like TikToks, it's gonna it's gonna be a very <laughs> confusing situation for them. But hey, that, that's why I'm hiring them. You know, they're supposed to figure these things out. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom. Anything else, Andrew? Mandatory mini camp next week for the Colts, so we're gonna have plenty of news on that. And then the Colts will be off until training camp in July. Exciting times. Well, maybe vacation in our future. But until maybe. next time. Go Colts. Go Colts. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football.